162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com. It's millennials. They don't care about getting stuff right. You've given up on them, haven't you? Well, yeah. Well, why? (laughs) Of course. Why wouldn't I? I hate him also. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, look at you. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brother. Does he look like a bitch? What? Go on. That's how Jay rolled into the car dealership this week saying, do I look like a bitch? And they said, sir, this is a Wendy's. Actually, no, they said, sir, you have no idea what cars are going for these days. How did you make yeah. out in buying a new vehicle? And what do you got? Uh, who you at? Where you at? What you driving? Um, Where you at? What you driving? I got a new car. You got a new car. Talk to me. I am driving a Honda CRZ. CRZ hybrid. Oh, look at you! Smart. With, yes. With gas going to the moon. It's yeah. showing no signs of coming down. That's it. Could I'll let it hit the post. No, because I was in the deal. So here's here's what happened. So I, I went Saturday to peruse, and that's when I texted you. <laughs> I was I, I was on a test drive, and the guy who was with my the guy who was trying to sell me literally fell asleep <laughs> while on the test drive. <laughs> I looked over Zavin, and he was mouth open. Head back. Unbelievable. Was, uh, can you describe and, this gentleman? This narcoleptic? White uh, guy, black guy? Black guy, about five foot three. Over 30, under 50. Under 30. Under 30. Under 30. Uh, 20 pounds Not, overweight or 20 pounds shape, underweight? In shape kind of dude. In shape kind of dude, All but right. just had. No personality whatsoever. So did did I, he did he lean? Did he uh, actually recline his front seat? No, he didn't. No, because <laughs> because he was like, "Do you know where you want to go?" And the, the dealership is like five minutes from the house. I was like, "Yeah, I know where I want to go." Okay. And I'm driving, 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 not saying anything. And I look over, and he's dead asleep. So we go back, and I go, "Well, I'll be back tomorrow." No card. I from what I've heard. Car salesmen hate to hear that I'll be back tomorrow because they don't think I'll be uh, back. No, nobody does come back. You got to sell today. Right. I got to eat today. I got to pay my mortgage today. Not tomorrow, today. <laughs> well, I came back the next day at about three. And the night before, the lovely teacher, Mrs. Cottrell, and I, we were perusing. 
and I saw the hybrid and I was like, well, I got to get this. Plus I had like an $8,000 trade in too. Okay. So I was like, I think I'm going to come out good. Anyway. So what did then, you, what did you trade in? The Toyota Camry. Oh, oh, so I get into a Camry. You get out of a Camry. Right. Sir, but I get it. But I get it. <laughs> and my first car was a CRX. Oh. The CRZ is the third generation of the CRX. But it's a nice car. No, it's, it's nice. Like, uh, yeah, it's got 1.5 like liter, 16 valve VTEC engine. That's in the standard. Yeah. The electric's got a DC brushless motor, uh, produces 10 kilowatt of hour, 14 horsepower, and electric only. 58-pound 50, foot torque at 1,000 RPM, six-speed manual. You didn't get a manual. You got an, you got an automatic, right? Got automatic. Of course, yes. nobody gets uh, manual no, these days. No, not anymore. And it's, no. a, it's a two-door hatchback. Yep. So you, your girl, and a lunch. That's all you yep. need room for. That's all. Exactly. And Maybe your, one dog. And your dog, Cujo, Maybe. in the back. Maybe one can get it. Not both. Okay. All right. One. So, so the guy fell asleep, but was he snoring? Okay, now I'd like to go into your story. Okay. No, he wasn't snoring. Okay. Go. My story is the guy that plopped down next to me and my dad in a crowded theater on Saturday night to watch Top Gun Maverick fell asleep so hard in those fat-ass recliners that he was snoring loud enough the entire theater heard him through all the explosion scenes, through the quiet parts of the end. Last hour of the movie. Last hour of the movie. The, the oh, meat, God. the guts of the movie ruined by this guy who had no wife, no girlfriend, no buddy, no father of his own to like, you know, say, Hey, wake up. Now you might say, why didn't I wake him up? Well, it's not your place. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to touch this fuckhead because who knows what could happen once I dare to touch him. Right. You assaulted me or who knows what, right? Plus he was coughing up a lung prior to falling asleep. So I didn't want his germs even though I was next to him, I, I was just pissed off. I was like, God damn, these, these people, who the fuck does this? And I sent you a picture of the guy and it's the, it's like the dictionary definition of most likely to fall asleep by himself, snore like a banshee and ruin a fucking movie on the caption. Yeah, but it's not your place to say anything. I, I would have, you know what? I would have pulled out my Karen card and gotten the manager. Well, that's the thing. You know, I could have gone all the way down. I would have to go to the front desk, tell the manager what's going on. She would have to leave her post. You know, these the theaters run so lean nowadays with staffing. It's ridiculous, right? It's like four kids in the whole place. So the days of actual ushers with their flashlights, oh, that's Those the days stuff. Are long gone. That's the stuff of yesteryear. You and I remember that as teenagers yeah. growing up. Where I remember once we snuck in a couple bottles of beer to a darkened theater, and 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 one of us tipped one of the bottles over, and you could hear it go clink, 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 and there was a buzz from a couple rows before us, and before you knew it. Here comes can, the usher with his flashlight. I'm like, who the can f- I help you to? Who the fuck ratted us out? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Of course, there were times in which we'd go to the multiplex in Tyson's Corner, in which we would just go from one theater to the next. We'd spend all afternoon hopping from theater to theater, <laughs> catching one movie, yeah, going yes. through the back ways. Oh yeah, absolutely. But anyway, so so what would be the appropriate penalty for a dickwad like that? A kick in the fellas. Okay. How about a poured, how about a 44 ounce sticky 
sugar soda poured all over him to wake him up. That would have been, or hot coffee. <laughs> well, hot coffee could, could injure him. Well, that you would injured be... me while watching the movie, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, have you seen Top Gun Maverick? Now, uh, we were supposed to go see it Sunday. and uh, Sold out? No, no. The G2X, Mrs. Control went to church. And when she came back, I said, I'm going to the dealership. I, keep, I forgot that buying a car is like a nine-hour odyssey. Well, it can be, yeah. You're never in and out. I should have been in and out, but it took like four hours. Four hours? Was, that, was it four hours, honey? Am I right about that? Yeah. Thank you. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So you had you had the car picked out. And yes. You, okay, so there's no dickering over that. There was no... No. Okay. So it was just it, literally it, they had to make sure the car would get prepped. We're going to set it back to uh, detailing, make sure it's cleaned up for you. Uh, we got to get the paperwork, financing, ups and extras, undercoating, yes. uh, clear yes. coating, extended yes. warranty, and blah, blah, clear, blah. That clear, that clear coat, that clear coat that comes right from the factory. Lundegaard, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. You get that, you get that oxidation <laughs> under there. You, you don't want that. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm happy. I've never purchased a car and not felt good about it as I left. Well, good. So, because. Yeah. New cars are fun to have. They're exciting. They feel different, you know? It's like, yeah. it's like sex with a different woman that you're allowed to have. And then, like sex with a different woman, it becomes sort of routine, and you get tired of it. <laughs> Never. Never. You can't, you can't do this podcast sitting next to your girl. It's going to affect your game, brother. It's going to take some of the steam out of your takes. All right, so you haven't, so you haven't seen it yet. Are you going to see it? Yes. Okay. Um, well, this weekend I'm going to see my dad because that's well, Father's Day coming. Uh, next right. weekend. Right. Next weekend. Next right. Well, weekend. anyway, um, it's great that there's at least one movie, one good movie worth going to the theater to see with the big explosions and the sound effects and everything else, as long as there's not some slee stack who falls asleep next to you. So at least at least it's not a comic book movie. I'm all I'm all stocked up on those. Thank you. Right. So there's so there's one movie we're gonna have this summer. We can go. Hey, that was a movie. I take you back to 1986, Jay. Ooh. A year in which Top Gun the original came out and was the highest grossing film of the year at 176 million dollars in 1986, which translated to today. Would be who knows what. It was better than the second place movie that year, Crocodile Dundee. Oh my god, that movie was a piece of shit. At 116 million. Crocodile Dundee made 160. We were a dumb society in 1986. Okay. Here was number three, Karate Kid Part Two, Loved the much-awaited sequel to the original blockbuster. So. Already, we've got some strong movies out of the gate in 86. Number four, Back to School, starring Rodney Dangerfield. I think I saw that in the theater. Yeah. A comedy made $91 million in the theaters. At number five, a new James Cameron sci-fi horror movie, Aliens. The original made Sigourney Weaver a household name. At number six, The Color Purple, 
by Steven Spielberg. Saw that in the theater. Saw that in the theater. Whoopi Goldberg, Danny Glover, a bunch of others. Oprah Winfrey was in that as well. Yes, yes. I did not see that. Can you summarize it for me? It's about black folks. Uh, Black woman woman, uh, gets wrong. Black woman has a revenge. There you go. Boom. Color purple. Color purple. The end. Uh, Number number seven was Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. So yeah, that's the it. franchise was cooking at that point. Eight was Ruthless People. Oh, great fucking movie. Danny DeVito, yeah. Bette Midler, yes. Judge Reinhold, and others. So, um, 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 what's it? Um, Slater. Um, Helen Slater. Slater. No, Helen Slater. Not Kurt Slater. Yeah. Just Helen Slater. Helen yes. Slater was in that as well. Number Smoke nine. Show. Number nine. Out of Africa. Robert Never Redford. Meryl Streep. Two iconic actors and a very serious movie. And number 10 was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Saw that in the theater. Another John Hughes coming of age classic. That's the top 10. Look at that, Jay. Look at the cornucopia of filmmaking and storytelling and the variety in the genres. An action military movie in Top Gun. A franchise in Karate Kid. A new comedy in Back to School that was untried. That was an original concept. Same thing for a sci-fi, sci-fi terror movie in Aliens. A serious movie in The Color Purple. Another one in Out of Africa. A silly movie in Ferris Bueller. Those were just the top ten. Dig a little deeper. You know what else came out in 86 and briefly? Oh, wait a minute. Touched number I, one, but never, but didn't finish top ten. A little movie called Pretty in Pink. Another movie that I say, no, there's, okay, I'm looking at the list. There are three movies that if I had a, a movie show, I say three movies you have to see, Running Scared, Billy Crystal, oh my and God. Gregory Hines. <laughs> That's, the money, the money pit. The money pit. But hold on, let me get to the big ones. Pretty in Pink was number one in March of that year. Rocky Four, which I thought was oh, awesome, yeah. was number one to start the year. You didn't like money, Rocky Four quite as much. No, I love Rocky Four. Saw in the theater. Another one I saw that will never forget. Okay, Rocky Four when when uh, when um, Apollo died. There was a guy in the theater in the theater who yelled, "Go get it, Rock!" Like it was real. <laughs> I will never forget that. Never forget that. In August, a new sci-fi horror movie no one had ever seen before. With starring a guy named Jeff Goldblum, The Fly debuted oh. at number one. Yeah, I think I just uh, go ahead and uh, set this here. And I look at this, these this, fucking movies. A movie, another movie I saw in the theater, The Three Amigos. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, how about God. how about Gung Ho? Starring Michael Keaton as the line worker in an automobile plant being taken over by the Japanese where the legendary line during a softball game between management and workers was meant to bring them together. And they're taking a piss after drinking beers. And and Michael Keaton says, we piss for distance. And the Japanese management says, we piss for accuracy. For a minute, let me let the youngsters sit up on uh, Uncle Stevie and Uncle Jay's lap for a second. Okay. There was a time where Michael Keaton was ahead of Tom Hanks. He was up there. That that was real. He was up there. Yes. More range. More range, I think, than Hanks. Was able to play darker, able to play darker characters. 
Yes. And, and but, was tabbed for the Batman movies. He was in Night Shift, an iconic that that God, Billy Blazdowski yeah. is an iconic character. So, in other words, we have Top Gun again after 44 years, uh, 46 years apart. No, 36 years apart. Yes. And it's unbelievable shit, the landscape that is movies today. And you can fall asleep in an oversized lounger because America's fat and irredeemably stupid and lazy and unaccountable and ruin the movie for everyone else. And this is pretty much this in a warmed over Jurassic Park with a metric ton of CGI that looks as fake as a $3 bill is your only other movie to look forward to this summer. Have a nice summer, movie fans. You got shit. Well, oh, uh, by the way, there's a movie that came in at number 57. <laughs> you, so- you're still Song of the Song of the South. <laughs> you, it's a cartoon. You even, you cannot even take that to a. Okay, here's 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 the pitch. It's a movie about the wonderfulness of slavery. We've got black people singing, <laughs> birds chirping. See, what do you think? See, they like the work. By the way, they like that, the fresh air. It's not so bad. But that movie's so racist. Disney put it in in the double sealed vault. You can never see that movie. It gave us the tune zippity doo dah, but you can no longer. You can oh, never god. see that movie ever again. Oh god! All right, let's uh, let's move on, shall we? So yes. this Deshaun Watson thing is getting dicier by the day. This what is, this is so brownsy. This is so brownsy. It's, it's great. <laughs> Well, it's 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 dual layered. The layer one is Deshaun himself, who I foolishly thought maybe I was under Dabo Swinney's spell, one of your favorite college coaches, Jay. Yeah, yes. he hates the guy. Oh, that's right. You're one of the guys <laughs> you hate the most. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, maybe I was under his spell, maybe I was under the you know delusion that he stayed all four years. I'm like, this guy, this guy's got his act together. This guy's a winner. This guy's focused on his career. Well, sort of. He was also focused on basically getting sex from massage therapists he found on Instagram. Which, look, batting average-wise, word is, there's a report today that said he had like 68 different known massage therapists during his days in Houston. You look at it from an average standpoint, hey, only 24 have sued him. So that's not terrible, right? He was getting away with it most of the time, but the sheer law of numbers, Jay, said he was going to run into a quite more than a few of them who would be like, no, I don't want to see a jack off in front of me. What's wrong with you? I this Again, there's just so many layers to do to, like Louis C.K. Well, Louis C.K. was weird, but he yes. did that in front of a couple of the female comedians who did not run out of the room screaming at the time, so he thought, okay. Maybe it's not that bad. At what point do you go, this is socially acceptable? It depends on your circles. I don't think it's ever acceptable. I think. No, it isn't. That's my point. It's yeah, never. Right. It's never. Well, I mean, one on one, two consenting adults, I guess. I mean, you know, I mean, it's uncomfortable because your girlfriend's sitting in the room right now. I don't no, it's not uncomfortable. I'm just, it's just, at what point so, do you go, so, I'm just going to chug off in front of you. There right, you go. Yeah, right. So here's a question. What do the Browns do? What do the what does the NFL do? Because the NFL was like finally saying, okay, 
This thing has settled down a bit. He's not going to be criminally charged. Looks like there's no more rain on the radar screen. So we're going to let this pipe down as the dead June, July months come, and then we'll, boom, issue our suspension, which everyone assumes will come, and they'll serve it, they'll get by it, and this will all finally float down the river. And then it's like, what? Two more lost son of a bitch! What's the okay. NFL going to do? Let's let's look at this logically. What's the most the NFL, what's the longest uh, time the NFL has given someone for doing anything? Uh, longest that, that suspension, longest suspension like, in NFL how, history. How long was Paul Horning and Alex Karras? Was that a, a year? Or well, they, that... they, were they still in the league? Yeah, they were still in the league. Okay. Uh, let's see. Rank, ranker.com. Longest suspensions in NFL history. Number one, Merle Hapes, 1947, got a lifetime ban. This for accepting bribes to fix the 46 NFL championship. Okay. Well, uh, we throw that one out because, okay. Uh, Ray Carruth got an indefinite ban he from the NFL. Well, he, had he paid killed. somebody to murder his girlfriend. Van Brett Watkins was his name. Oh, my God. How do you remember that shit? There's certain names you just don't forget. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, the baby lived, but mom died in the hail of yes. bullets from a car that was following her home. From Baby I think, just graduated movie. college. Yeah. Uh, Fran Flitchock got a lifetime ban in 47 as well. He, too, was in on the bribes to fix that 46 NFL title game. Michael Vick, indefinite ban, but was reinstated after two years and doing time. Plaxico got two years for shooting himself in the leg. Dante Stallworth missed a season for running over a guy and killing him while drunk in Miami. Pac-Man Jones got a whole season following the uh, altercation at the strip club in which uh, turned into a shooting out front. By the way, I, w- I went to that strip club once. Uh, yes, Alex, c- congratulations. We're very proud. Yeah, of you. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I know. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Alex Karras got the whole season for gambling okay. on games. All right, here we go. With okay. the Lions okay. in 1963. Paul Horning got a Paul whole season. Paul Horning too, right? suspended for the entire season as well. Art Schleister got a full season for betting on games in 83. Miles Garrett got a indefinite suspension, but then that was reduced, so I'm not sure how many games it turned out to be. Adrian Peterson got 15 games effectively, but got paid while he was in the commissioner's parking lot. Vontez Burfick got 12 games for repeated violations of jacking people up with missile hits. Jeff okay. George got 13 games for getting into an argument with June Jones. <laughs> All right, we can stop it right there. Yeah, with, I think we're with, good. We've okay, probed it right I'm there. Say, so Deshaun Watson's going to get what? 10 games. 10 wow. games. Okay. So then yeah. what happens to uh, Baker Mayfield? Does he play that's, those that's, 10 games? That's, that's Cleveland's problem. Do, do they say to Baker, yeah, hey, man. Remember listen, that time? Listen, I know you feel sort of like you haven't been appreciated for playing with a torn up shoulder and other injuries and playing really hard for us. And we were going to move on and we're going to trade you, but we didn't really find any takers. And well, the offseason kind of got away from us. Uh, you're still here. We could kind of use you. 
Yeah, our for bad. this season. What do you think Baker Mayfield's response was? Here, you play the role of Baker Mayfield. Go. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Trade me. Some variation of that, like yeah, right, right. Or I hate mean, putting words in his mouth, but you get the gist. What if it's a really sarcastic, fake concern response where Baker's like, "Oh wow, yeah, yeah that's wait. that sounds like a problem." Well, jeez, huh. you, you got, don't say. Wow, huh. you guys, you guys are in a real bind, aren't you? Yeah. Wow. Well, Sorry I don't know. Bad luck. I yeah. don't know. I can't help you. I know that much because yeah. I've moved on. But uh, good luck to you guys. Congratulations probably... on all your success. <laughs> yes, that's right. Enjoy your new quarterback and his yes. guaranteed contract. Yeah, it's looking like the brownsiest thing ever. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, <clears throat> man, my voice is starting to crack here. Not very good. Uh, allergies also? It might be. I'm not I entirely the, I sure. I got the allergy cough now, which is the worst. Okay. A uh, question. What are your thoughts on the defections to the LIV tour of Mickelson, and Dustin Johnson for outrageous sums of money. And the report that Tiger Woods was offered a high nine-figure offer to do the same, something approaching a billion dollars. At first, I wanted to turn my nose and poo-poo them. And then I said, well, wait a minute. In the NBA, like in bed with China, who is just as bad. so Arguably worse. Yes, so... What is, what do I got to be angry about that for? So, yes, I'm not angry. That, People think that I just because I think the league is a joke and it's going to fall apart in a couple of years, and that uh, you know Dustin Johnson, who's 37 and former world number one, who should be grinding to win more majors, and you know he's going to play the majors. That's the thing. These guys say, well, you know, like he's going to play the majors. He's a Masters champ, presumably lifetime exemption. Although we'll see if the Masters decides to throw in with the tour and and not let a guy like Dustin Johnson play, that'd be pretty radical. He's going to play in the U.S. Open. My point is, guys like Dustin Johnson are going to this tour to take the money because they can't compete like they once did with the regular tour. So what makes anyone think they're going to be factors in majors? They're playing in essentially a beer league, Jay, for an insane amount of money and then they're going to go be great? I mean, steel sharpened steel. you got to be focused and grinding. 
Dustin Johnson, with no drug testing over in Europe, is not going to grind against 48-man fields that basically have nobody in it other than 40-year-old washed-ups like Graham McDowell, Ian Poulter, and guys you've never heard of like Jinichiro Kozuma. No offense to Mr. Kozuma. I hear he's got a sick short game. I just say make your money. Yeah, Go well, ahead. they're going to make their money, and they're going to do it, and the, you know, and then it's going to end, and then what's going to happen after that? Maybe the tour lets them back in. I don't know. but It's, it's going to uh, be like the guys who ran to the World Football League. Now what? Yeah, right, exactly. Well, there's been a lot of examples of that. It, it reminds me, though, when it comes to money, even if you have $100 million in the bank, which I would bet Dustin Johnson does from earnings and from endorsements, if you have $100 million, you could always have more, right? That's true. Reminds me of, I, Wall, reminds me of Wall Street, another great movie. Was it 88 that Wall Street came out, Martin Sheen, with Charlie Sheen in it as well? Did you see 80, Wall Street? Yes. Gordon oh, Gecko with yeah. the with the giant cell phone on the beach that was meant to show how rich he was and it was the size of like an, it, it was meant it was like the size of an army comms unit you know oh you got a cell phone on the beach look how rich you are this was my favorite scene of all between uh, Charlie Sheen's character and his dad he's got your prick in his back pocket but you're too blind to see it no. What I see is a jealous old machinist who can't stand the fact that his son's become more successful than he has. What you see is a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his wallet. That's because you never had the guts to go out into the world and stake your own claim. By the size of his wallet! (laughs) 87. 87. How about that? So, yeah. I mean, you know, how much money would you realistically want? All of it, if you could? I was going to say every goddamn cent. And what would you do with it beyond, say, $50 million? Who are you going to give it to? You don't have kids yet. Well, I would. When are you going to have a family, Jay? uh, Can I be the the hectoring mother of the podcast? (laughs) Can I speak for the listeners to go, why doesn't Jay want a family? (laughs) Too selfish. No, I would. I would. I would definitely spread it out amongst family. Okay. And then a nice tax shelter of somehow. Maybe maybe get a good nonprofit. Okay. To do what? So you're going to get a tax shelter. And then you're going to what? What are you going to do with the money, Jay? You have the money. What are you going to do with it? I would then do like the scene from Breaking Bad and just lay on top of it. <laughs> You'd be like Scrooge McDuck. You'll be diving <laughs> yes. into it from yes. a diving board in a vault with gold yes. coins. I'm rich. Yes. I'm rich. I'm rich. I'm rich. Do you know who, by the way, is going to be one of the opening artist acts at the LIV tournament? Jesse J. Do you know what one of Jesse J's hit songs is? Price Tag. Here's the lyrics Ooh. from Jesse J's price tag. Seems Is it like Jesse I E. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Seems like everybody's got a price. I wonder how they sleep at night. When the sale comes first and the truth comes second, just stop for a minute and smile. Why is everybody so serious? Acting so damn serious. Got shades on your eyes and your heels so high that you can't even have a good time. Everybody look yeah. to their left. Everybody look to their right. Can you feel that? Yeah. We're paying with love tonight.
think she's pretty I hot, can't, by I, the way. I can't hate, hate on her because she wrote Party in the USA. That's a catchy pop tune. Jesse J wrote that, even though that yeah. was Miley Cyrus's hit? Yes, that's a okay. catchy pop tune. Okay. Very good. It's great. It's a great fucking pop tune. It I don't really know there are men men over forty are like, no, it's a great fucking pop tune. Shut up. All right. Give me uh give me twenty twenty give me uh give me a minute on the NBA finals and on Draymond Green. I like well, again, I I'm not a stand for the Warriors. I just appreciate what they do. And uh, I was talking to our friend Mark Stern, who was a diehard Celtics fan, as you know. Oh, yeah. And after game one, I, before game one, I said, the Celtics, their, their wins or losses can be, can be captured by one category. If Marcus Smart has more than 10 to 12 shots, because Marcus Smart is the, the king of irrational confidence. If he starts <laughs> shooting, he's a guy, get on my back, boys. And yeah. he's not making. And the first game, he had like eight shots. Oh, and I was like, "Oh, I'm looking good." I had eight shots before the half. I had a I had a number of uh, listeners uh, tag me saying at Cold Takes Exposed, <laughs> freezing Cold Takes Exposed. They wanted to wanted to string you up by that one. Oh, what my Marcus Smart? Yeah, because you were wrong in Game One. He shot a lot, and they won. Well, as I said, <laughs> I was wrong on that. I was actually he then started to pass the ball. Okay. To Jalen Brown, so. Again, I, I don't. I think it's going seven. I don't know how it's going to end up. Okay, but I think it's going seven. What about the Steve Javi explanation about how you need to adjust technicals based on who already has one and whether or not it will get him kicked out of the game? Here was Javi with uh, Mark Jones and company on game two. The two guys are going after each other. Jeff, I think you hit the nail on the head, and Mark too. Mark Jackson, you hit the nail on the head. Where? Uh, you have to consider one player has definitely a technical foul. Is this enough to call a double T and eject the one player? Personally, I would say nothing, and I would just let it diffuse as that. That's just my opinion. Well, Steve, my question to you is, as a referee over there in the huddle, are you thinking about the fact that Draymond has one technical already? Absolutely. I think that's part of good officiating is the fact that you have to know who has the technical fouls. And in this situation, one of the players does. Is this enough to warrant an ejection is what you have to think about. See, I, a lot of people disagree with that, Steve. But yeah. I think that's what separates. After the defensive foul on green stands, there's no further penalties on this. All right, there you go, and it cuts out. Yeah. Your, your attack thoughts. Attack is attack. Thank Call you. it. I right. hate that. What's the point? Yeah, because it, it, all it does is it encourages, like after the first tech, Draymond was playing like offensive linemen. Just, you know, he plowed it like three guys on one play away from the ball. It's like, it's ridiculous. But only Draymond gets to do that, I guess. It's like people who didn't believe that Dick Betta, Dick Bavetta, excuse me, was the henchman. Yeah, was was the fixer, was the game seven Dr. Death. Yes, when you saw Bavetta, it was over for the team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I think that's bull. All right, we're going to end today, Jay, not on FTG. We're good, because I don't have one. Good, we're going to end on the killer bump-out song of the day. This one, the great Duran Duran, Hungry Like the Wolf. Uh, from Birmingham, England, 1978. Simon LeBon, Nick Rhodes, John Taylor, Roger Taylor. This Andy song, Taylor. 
Yes, We've got exactly. Andy Taylor. Andy Taylor as well. Uh, this song uh, reached number five on the UK singles chart, got gold certification by the British photographic industry, and the music video for this was hugely popular on MTV and was put into heavy rotation. Fucking Duran Duran. Good can stuff, I, huh? Next, yeah. next, next week, I have a, a something we can do because we're, we're getting an indulgence of the sports calendar. Well, that's right. We can do a cool song to bump out with. I thought you'd appreciate well, no, 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 Hungry no, no. Like the because Wolf. A couple people have hit me on Twitter about your and I love for Yacht Rock. I think we should have a 10-song Yacht Rock playlist on Spotify or Pandora or the something. best ten. You pick five. You should, I pick five. That's exactly my, what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. we'll we'll do it. We'll do it like a uh, basketball game. I'll get my best five. You get your best five. Yes, and we'll reveal. And if there's any duplicates, we'll have we'll a be. bench of like three or four bench players. All right. Yes, there and then you we'll go. then we'll defend our best five, argue for them, and see what the listeners think. Who wins? I, I love at least three people hit me were up in my DMs about the yacht rock. All right, very good. Jay, look out for the monkeypox. We're uh, elevated to stage two now of alert for monkeypox, says the CDC. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just stay stay wary of that. Is all I'm saying. Okay. Generally, right. it's generally it's spread by homosexual sex. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know. Who knows if you may rub up into some monkeypox. Make sure to wash okay. your hands frequently and maintain social distance. All right, Jay, we'll talk to you next week, brother. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. It's a great sort of bridge section to this song right here. All right. Thank you for listening and for downloading. Tomorrow, Power Lunch at the Palm. Carol Maloney, the ex-coach Naki. And former Wizards play-by-play man Steve Buckhands all together. It's going to be a hoot. Stay tuned for that tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Spread the word. Rate and review. Tell a friend or two. And we will see you next time. A 162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a my bookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway, all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com.